Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And we're in our 22nd year on Voice America, very proud of it. And this is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities, your problems into solutions, and make your dreams come true. And I'm I'm very pleased today to have um, a wonderful person on my program who we've been working together about 10 years, and her name is Paula A. Marshall. She is the chairman and CEO of Bama Companies. Bama Companies makes a lot of the fast food desserts for big fast food chains like McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut. She is Bama's chief executive officer, and her vision stands for People helping people be successful. That's Bama's mission. And now her companies have expanded under her leadership and they have frozen desserts now and baked goods and are in different countries as well. So I'm I'm very happy to have Paula on the program. This is a family business that was started on her grandmother's kitchen table over 80 years ago. And it's great to have you on the program, Paula. Paula Marshall. Thank you, Thank yeah. you Patricia. I always say that you, you've written several books, and I describe you by the title of your book, one of your books, which is Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business. Yes. I've done that. You really have done that. And I don't think that it's common. And that's why I love having you on the program all the time. So I'll tell you what I want to talk about today. Because we are at the holidays, although this show is evergreen, this is now the holidays of 2023. And we're in December. And uh, during the holidays, as festive and wonderful and joyous as they are, there's also a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of uh, tough memories for people. Many times people have to be with family that they don't always enjoy or get along with. Uh, Sometimes money is tight. Sometimes there's illness. Sometimes relationships are broken up or they're remembering things that they had other holiday times or Christmas times or New Year's. And so it can be difficult. So my question to you is, as a leader, I mean, you lead over a thousand people, but as a leader, what would you say during this time to leaders in organizations around the holidays in working with their team members? Yeah, I think it's really difficult for CEOs around this time of the year to to be empathetic and to think about their team members uh, because everyone's wound up in their end of year numbers and trying to make their stock numbers and trying to, you know, do whatever, uh, they can to make their stock look great. And so there's a lot of going around and, you know, puppeteering is what I call it. Um, And so it it kind of takes your eye off the fact that there are people that work for you. There are great people that have families that have the same kind of troubles that you do, that may have kids that are sick, that may have spouses that are, you know, unhappy. They may have financial problems. They may have a a gambling problem. Somebody in the family might have a drug problem. I mean, it's, it's just, I ask, I ask my fellow CEOs to take their financial hats off and put their people hats on and, take a few minutes in meetings to stop before you start, you know, start the meeting and just, you know, with a heartfelt 
greeting and ask everybody how they're doing and if anybody needs anything special and you know take time for them afterwards if they want to come and come and talk to you and that type of thing because those are the things that I hear from my folks all the time that makes a huge difference a huge difference we just announced uh, we've had really great results this last six months and and the um, the the folks have worked so hard and it's been it's been very difficult post-COVID you know we've all had a lot of emotional issues and people don't really want to come back to the office and work they don't really want to be here and and so it's like you know the extra mile that gets given by folks and so we were we were we've been able to announce some pretty cool you know uh you know, success sharing is what we call it. We share with our team members, you know, monies from our financial success. And uh, we've been going around my top two top executives, my son and I, we've been going around all the all the different facilities, all the plants and been on phone calls and just been telling everybody how we're, you know, doing and we're going to fund their extra, you know, paychecks with some extra money this week. And I mean, you know, people are just crying. I mean, what the the things that come back that people are, are using the money for, uh, it's just crazy. It's like they need to buy, you know, uh, my extra car, an extra tank of gas, and I'll use some of this money to do that. Or I didn't know how I was going to actually buy Christmas presents, or I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. Or, I, you know, just that that little four or $500 that makes such a huge, huge difference to our team members who are hourly folks working on the clock, working a shift and that type of thing. It's just been so great to see them all so happy. Um, and, and it doesn't take a lot. Right. And it's, it obviously, of course, it's the money. I mean, you need the money, but it's more, than, that. it's more than that. It's that you care. And also right. that you make them feel, or the feeling is, we care about you. We want to help you. Not, well, how come you don't have the extra money? There's no right. blame here. It's, and it's acceptance because sometimes, as you know, Paula, people don't want to admit that, gee, I don't have enough. I mean, they feel yeah. shame about it. And what right. you're saying is, look, this certainly can happen. And you are hourly workers. And and yet, but that's how your company runs because right. they're on the assembly line. I mean, they're right. making, you're manufacturing. People are coming in and clocking in on a time clock and, and you know, making our lines run and packing things in boxes and running robots and, and driving fork trucks and loading, loading things out of very cold places onto trucks that are very, very cold. And they wear big snow suits and, and they talk on their walkie talkies and freezers and, and they, you know, they're, they're unloading apples and sugar and cherries mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff and making sure the right stuff gets to the line so that we can make the right things when we, have on the schedule to make them, you know, so there's a lot of people involved in the success of an organization, not just one person at the top or the top five or six people at the top. It's, it's really a team effort. And, and we just never want to forget those that help us, you know, make that money and how, how important they are to the whole cog and the whole the whole organization. I'll tell you one quick story about our our meetings that we've been going around and having and doing holiday dinners yes. at all the facilities. One of the team members I was talking to uh, earlier this week has nine children, Patricia. 
Wow. He's got nine children. Yeah. <laughs> and he's maybe 35 at the most. And and I said, oh, my God, how are you doing this with nine kids? And he said, believe me, it's tough. And without my job at Bama and my insurance benefits and all the other benefits that, you know, Bama helps supply, you know, college tuition support and scholarship and this and that and the other uh, medical, all of our medical or insurance, all of those types of things. We give, you know, a lot of free prescriptions out at our clinics. And so he just said, I don't know how we would do it if, if we didn't have that support and that help. And so I'm sure as a leader, that really makes you feel not just that you're running your company, but you're really helping to improve the quality of people's lives. It's really, it really makes us feel great. So great. We are so blessed, Patricia. I mean, everybody in this country really is very blessed when you go around the world and you see how other people live. Uh, You know, I've told you before, I've talked about our schools in Ghana uh, it's just, it's just the, it's the saddest thing to see such a waste of humanity, you know, because they just are not centered on, you know, taking care of their families and, and providing jobs, you know, for the country. And um, people are in such poverty levels that it just, it's almost unreal, you know, that you can't, can't believe it. And that's just on the other side of the world, you know. That's not, that's a seven-hour flight from LaGuardia. So Talk about that, those schools. I don't know if we've talked about that a lot on the program that you're involved yeah. in. Yeah, we've, uh, our foundation and my kids and I have, uh, have, have been very fortunate and we've, we've, uh, been introduced to the, uh, this pastor through our church through, uh, um, that, that, has a big ministry in Ghana. And one of the things that he didn't have through his ministry was an access to education and, and to be able to provide education for a lot of these kids that live out in the bush. And so when he started explaining it to me that there's, you know, 99% illiteracy in Ghana, that there's not in a lot of times no ability for the girls to get an education and get out, you know, without being trafficked or without being, you know, prostitutes or becoming prostitutes or whatever. And um, he thought that would be something that was of interest to me. So we have built now in 11 years, we built uh, four schools uh, all over uh, the bush of Ghana. And now we're building our fifth one uh, right on the edge of the city of Accra, which is in a very impoverished area, a very, very slum is what is how the pastor refers to it. Uh, we're going to have a school in the slum and uh, we're going to give those kids some hope uh, that if they come over to the school, and walk over to the school, and learn that um, we'll be able to support in that school over 500 kids. Yeah, that's That's amazing. All right, we're going to take a break. I want to talk more about the school in Ghana and about what you're doing after the break. 
And also about holiday stress and how, how we can deal with it. And one of the things you talked about is gratitude, you know, being grateful for what we have. So we'll talk about that too. My guest is Paula A. Marshall. She's the CEO of Bama Industries. They make uh, all of the fast food desserts for McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut. They do um, also frozen desserts and baked goods to, uh, to fast food chains and casual and family dining restaurants. And they have plants all over the world. And I've been fortunate to know Paula for over 10 years. And she really walks her talk and is the exemplary um, author of the book that I think speaks to her message, Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Next at the Mike Radio, Voice America producer and host Bonnie D. Invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts. Tune in as she uncovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, how they define success, handle challenges, and more. To inspire you to think out of the box and find your own mic. Enjoy Bonnie D's always lively spotlight conversations on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi, everyone. We're back. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Paula A. Marshall. She is Bama's chief executive officer, and her vision stands for people helping people be successful. And she, this is a family-owned business. She assumed responsibility as CEO of Bama Companies in 1984, which now includes Bama Pie, Bama Foods, Bama Frozen Dough, Beijing Bama, Bama Europa, and under her leadership, 
uh, Bama has really, really grown. And as I say in each segment, her wonderful book, Finding the Soul of Big Business, is really her philosophy of life and also for her company. Welcome back, Paula. Thank so, you. You know, you really have a global vision because not only have you built these schools in Ghana, but you have plants in uh, in Ireland, right? Yes, Belfast, Ireland, Northern Ireland. And also in China? We have a facility in Wales. We have a facility in southwestern Poland uh, that uh, we make, uh, we have uh, manufacturing there. And then the four plants in China are just outside of Beijing. Three of them are outside of Beijing and one is in Guangzhou. What have you learned about business from just having plants in these other countries? Well, I'll say I'll, I'll bring it back to everything I always say is having amazing customers uh, that treat you fairly and will pay their bills on time and will help back you when you need to grow and and that believe in small family business um, because you know, those customers are the backbone of how we've been allowed and we've been able to grow is because they've provided revenue sources for us to be able to go to the banks and borrow capital. And and that has allowed us to stay private. Uh, we'll, in 2027, we'll be 100 years old, Patricia. That's, wow. That's pretty cool. I want to come to that celebration, Paula. Yes, we will definitely have a big party. <laughs> oh, that's, isn't that something? Yeah, from grandma and grandpa to my my dad's family, to my dad, to, wow. to our family, to my brothers, to me, to, you know, now my son's involved and, you know, he's uh, he's got some children and my daughter. Isn't that great? Three of them want to keep it going, but... It's the goal is to keep it staying in the family for as many years as we possibly can. Well, I remember when it was 80 years. Yes. It yes. that long ago to me. No, it was not that long ago, but my goodness. Yeah. Look where we are now. Yeah. Well, you know, there are many family businesses that do real well together. And there are mm-hmm. family businesses where the siblings fight and the, you know, and people don't get along. What is the what has been the secret for you or maybe the the elements that have allowed the business part of it with family to work? Mm-hmm. Well, my parents were extremely um, interested and passionate about the company, what we did, our customers and keeping the family business in the family. So my dad was very anti selling the company. And so he he really groomed, you know, uh, my brothers and then me to, to to be in this spot. But I would say that you can't be in this spot unless you have passion for the business, and that's the, the company. Because every moment that you don't that you have to spend here, if you don't love it, and it's not like work, it's it's a joy to be able to do what we do, you know, feeding some, you know, five or six million people every day, um, Mm. you know, products. It's, it's a joy, you know, it's a gift. It's a God's grace, you know, that we're here. So uh, we don't take it lightly. And I have made sure that all my family knows that if you don't have a passion for this, 
don't come into the company. We'll make other, you know, we'll make other arrangements. And my son, since he was eight or nine years old, who's been following me around um, since then, that that he's been interested in 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 keeping the company and doing the business, and he loves it. You mm. can tell that he truly, truly loves it. You can tell when they don't, and you can tell when they do. So, <laughs> now I remember, you know, in all of our interviews together, that you kind of started right on the floor. You know, I mean, yes. on the assembly line as a child. Now, did your son do that too? Did you? Did yes. He... Same thing. Yes. Straight at, during during college summers. Uh, in fact, I'm very proud of you know the way we spent our summers. So one. One summer we went to Ghana and he spent some time helping uh, build one of the schools. And uh, the next summer he went to the plant in Poland. Uh, we were in the process of building it and constructing it. And he went there and stayed for a month uh, when he was 17, almost 18, um, and loved it, you know, got part of the construction and learned how to put construction stuff together and work and get that something, you know, built up. And uh, then he came over here after he graduated and started on, you know, like basically on the floor, my, same as me. But my son worked a lot of different shifts and a lot of different hours, worked a lot with a lot of our different management people. And, um, you know, our company's much bigger now. So he's worked in all the facilities at one time or another. And so that's been a real enlightening thing for him, I think, to see the impact that it has on people that you work with and these people that are just regular people, you know, coming to work every day. Now, has he picked one area that he really likes, having been in all of the different areas? Yes, he loves operations. He's one of our uh, assistant plant managers right now. So he's working with the plant manager uh, at our largest facility, which is uh, Bama Frozen Dough. Mm. And um, and he's loving life, managing people, learning how to get the product out, what to do if something breaks down and goes wrong, you know. Okay, so here's the tough question. Right there in it. So what happens if someone had an issue, let's say, with your son, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to bring it up to you because you're the, you know, you're in the family, you're the mom. How do you deal with that? Because I'm sure people don't speak up because, well, I mean, it's the son of of the CEO. Jacob, yeah, his name is Jacob. Well, I'll tell you that um, the maybe the right thing or the wrong thing, the different thing that I chose to do that my parents didn't do was um, put him to work with other our other managers. So Jacob has never reported to me directly. He's reported to our other managers. So I've heard, I've seen, I've talked to him a lot about times when he's gotten in trouble or he's gotten written up for something. Um, When he was much younger, when he was 21 or 22 and he's working a night shift, he got written up a couple of times for being late. And so he had to make some amends to the people on the floor for that. And then he had, he was working one of the day jobs, I think, and he was, putting a line in or something, doing something. And he put his hand in a machine and it was a big, bad safety violation. And everyone around saw it. And so the plant manager at the time took him off to the side. He got suspended for two days and I never knew it. 
I never really? did. They didn't tell you. No, no, nobody ever told me. He told me later. That interesting. Well, you know, that's probably very wise, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think we can be the best bosses for our kids. I really don't. Uh, amazing. Well, I remember him. I remember the and I remember Jacob and I remember yeah. I met him and he was much younger then. I yeah. Mean, so. Oh, he was like he's the very immature little guy, you know. <laughs> but he's he's really matured. He's got married uh you know, four years ago, and he has a two-year-old daughter, and then they have another one on the way, so. Isn't that great? Right. Yeah, I'm very, very proud of him. Very proud. Do you want your grandchildren to go into the business? Oh, Maybe. yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We need some folks to follow along, you know, next generation and next generation, so we need to have that planned out far in advance when when you're a privately held company you have to you have to do a lot of planning for that so before we go to break i want to ask you about that if you were no longer private and you were publicly held what would the difference be you would not have the same control um that you have now Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have the same decision making what would the difference be paula well i call it selling your soul to the devil that's what i call it um, you, you lose track of, you lose the ability to plan and manage your own destiny. You now become the property of the people that invested in your company. So you kind of become like their property. And if they want growth to be faster, they will demand that happens. And if you don't do it, they will remove you. So that is the difference between a public company, a a company with private equity and a company that's private. It's just philosophically totally different. I don't have a time frame that I have to be in a certain size by a certain time. We don't have to be, uh, you know, we're not managing our company by the financial numbers. We like to make money. We like to pay our banks back. We like to do all of that. We like to pay our people well. But beyond that, we're not on a track of any kind. So, but, I, but I bet you've had offers. Oh, every day I get a letter from some outside private equity firm wanting to come in and, you know, sit down and talk to me. And I always just throw those away. But I think you said the key here. You're very, very passionate about the product and your people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think from some companies the money and they don't feel it's selling out. They feel that it's getting rid of a headache. So yes. you don't feel this. This is your child and this is your baby in many ways. Yes. This is our baby. Yes. And that, and that makes it so special. And that's why, I mean, I know when I came out there and did some seminars, people have been with your company 40 years, 30 yes. years. Even it's, not, years. it's not uncommon to meet anywhere from 15 to 35 Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, wonderful. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Paula again. I want to switch back a little bit more to handling the stress because at holiday times, we often smile and hide it well. But what's really going on and what can we do about it? And from a leader point of view, um, all right, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And Paula A. Marshall is the CEO and chairman of Bama Companies. Bama makes 
a lot of the fast food desserts and apple pies and pizza dough for Pizza Hut and McDonald's and many of the fast food chains, and they have plants all over the world. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. The See Differently Project will deliver us out of the echo chamber that we live in and educate and empower our listeners about the business of care. The care industry, from cradle to grave, encompasses a multitude of service providers. Some of these providers must have licenses, and some do not. It depends on the state you reside in. Nonetheless, this multi-trillion dollar industry continues to grow. Money exploited from consumers through this industry in 2022 exceeded $63 billion. Our mission at the See Differently Project is to educate and empower our listeners by bringing guests on who are professional experts in their care field, opening the dialogue, informing our listeners, and answering your questions. You will walk away with a new perspective and empowerment over your care needs. The See Differently Project is hosted by Renee Balcom, the nation's leading healthcare advocate, on Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join us on the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast as we delve into the world of living a luxurious lifestyle as a successful entrepreneur. Our discussions will cover essential topics such as the significance of networking in business, relationship building, leadership, spirituality, luxury travel, empowerment, healthy living, and personal development. We will also talk about how you can leverage your attractive lifestyle and heal and reinvent your life by managing other factors such as mental health, stress, time, and much more. The Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast, hosted by B. Baylor, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back again. And you are listening to The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And I'm so happy to be interviewing again Paula Marshall, who is the chairman and CEO of Bama Companies. And they make a lot of the fast food desserts and apple pies, which is how they started. And now pizza dough for Pizza Hut and McDonald's and Walmart. And the mission of Bama is people helping people become successful. And this is a family business. It's over 80 years old. 
Paula assumed responsibility and CEO of Bama Companies in 1984, and now it's grown um, worldwide in terms of plants all over the world and also the food all over the world. And so welcome back, Paula. Thank you very much. And Paula's written four or five books, and my favorites are Finding the Soul of Big Business, S-O-U-L, and The Executive Entrepreneur, which she wrote with Jim. So I want to talk, I want to go back to the whole idea of anxiety and stress. I do a lot of corporate webinars, particularly at this time of how do you handle the holidays? How do you handle your stress? I mean, it's it's very common. How do you slow down? And because many times at this time, if we're not slowing down, we're just revving up. Mm-hmm. So any tips that you might have um, in general to make these holidays brighter and happier inside, not just outside? Yeah, I was talking with my daughter, Colleen, about this. Um, she had a, this was like three or four days ago, very tragic. One of her staff, her staff people that she works with at the Criminal Justice Center, um, happy person, they thought, very full of life, left work, and they didn't see her the next day. They called to check on her, and she committed suicide. And then yesterday, Jacob called, and one of his great friends from the time he was eight years old has been struggling with drugs, struggling, struggling, struggling. And uh, he had just recently gone, kind of gotten off the wagon. They thought he was off the wagon, back back off the wagon, on the wagon, I guess. And um, they found him uh, dead from a meth overdose. Mm -hmm. And so I say to people that, you can never know what someone else's circumstances are. Um, the only thing that will get us through every kind of stressful situation, every kind of um, strange event, you know, someone going off and leaving your life that way, you just don't think that's going to happen to you, um, is is with grace and, and with humility and, and uh you know, constantly trying to let people know how you feel and how much you care. And and um, it's tough because we see so many people and we do so many things and we have so many big lives and lots of hustle and bustle. But I just say, you know, you have to take time. You know, you just never know if something's going to happen to someone that's a good friend or or even that you don't know that well. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't know what's going on in their life. It's very tragic. Do you think part of it too is being able to share your feelings with others? I mean, many times we don't we don't talk about our emotional problems, right? Right. right. It's not as accepted as physical. You know, oh gee, we hurt our arm. We'll tell you all about it. But yes, H I'm really depressed or down. But being able to be safe enough to be able to share our feelings with someone. It's very difficult, Patricia. I mean, I say, I say, especially for men, um, they're trained from the time they're little to not show emotion. Women get start getting a barrage of that. I think probably from middle school on, and in business, we especially get it because we're working around men all the time, and men don't want to see anybody you know they don't want to see women get upset and so they make fun of us in in a kind of you know mean way 
And so it's very, uh, it's very tough because we're not, we're not really rewarded for sharing, you know, and showing and telling somebody, Hey, I'm not, I don't feel, you know, like I want to stay on this planet. You know, I mean, if somebody actually said that to you, you'd stop everything you were doing and, you know, just try to help them. Yeah. So if, if, if we were all vulnerable, vulnerable enough to say that to each other, when that that's happening, or I've got so much stress, I feel like I need to go buy some drugs or something. It's like, we might take the time to stop and say, maybe there's something else we can do besides going down that road. Um, because you might not be here tomorrow if you go down that road. So, you know, just taking the time to really kind of know what's going on with someone else. And I think, I think the problem too, and some of the issue is that we see the glitz and the glitter on the outside when Mm -hmm. we watch, you know, when we're watching movies or watching things or even on Facebook, you know, and, and I mean, it's nice because we can stay in touch with people on Facebook and I do it too. I put in all the wonderful events, right? And, and, and that's all good. And yet when people are having a hard time, sometimes they look at that and think, Oh, you know, look what they're doing. Yeah. I I can't do that. So it's, it's, um, it's tricky, as you said. Yeah. And I was with some people last night. We are the pastor of our church is retiring and, and the word that kept coming up for him was he's so approachable. He's so approachable. Everybody kept saying, you know, you're so approachable as a pastor, you know, um, that's what pastors are supposed to do, you know, (laughs) like. I didn't think that was what pastors were not supposed to do is be approachable. But how many of them even that we know that we would be scared to call and say, I'm having a bad day. I need somebody to talk to. And that you know that they would be there. Yeah. You know, and you've done some tough guys yourself, you know, some rabbis that are super tough. True. And I also think that it makes such a difference and we don't realize it. I mean, I know when I'm having a hard time and I talk it out. Yes. It does make a difference. Yes, absolutely. Not bottled up inside. No, no. And, you know, when we start bottling, I know it's an interesting phenomena. I was talking to my son the other day about it. And I said, you know, one of the things I used to do was either I, I traveled with my tennis shoes around our facilities and if I started getting stressed you know I'd take off and go running run around the block three or four times you know I would just go out get some fresh air you know go on a walk get some get outside and I don't care what anybody says hey I'll be back in 15 minutes you know but he started feeling like he was having a panic attack and I said the best thing I can tell you to do is I don't want you to get on Adderall. I don't want you to get on any of that. I want you to carry your tennis shoes with you and go outside and run around and get some fresh air. And that's 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 all I want you to do. That's all I'm going to ask you to do because it will make a huge difference. Yeah. You can clear your head by going outside and getting some oxygen and either brisk walk, get your coat, brisk walk, or, or slow jogging or running or whatever you need to do it changes how the mind starts getting set in these very devastating ways. Yeah. And there's, there's science around this. There's science about brain 
exercise, what it does for the brain in terms of the happiness factor, helping to reduce the uh, dementia. Doesn't yes. Cures it, but and also you're releasing serotonin in the brain. Those happy, happy chemicals, those positive endorphins. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself. Even yes. if you're running, just walking, just getting out, as you say. Even the deep, yeah. the deep breathing. How many, how many suicides or drug overdoses might be prevented if we just took fifteen or twenty minutes to go outside and think, is this problem really so bad that I need to end my life right now? You know, is this problem really so bad? And nine times out of a hundred, you're going to find that it's it's not. And when you get out and breathe the air, and you you start seeing the problem like get more minis- minimized, mm-hmm. and then at the end you go, "What was I so upset about?" Yeah, yeah, absolutely interesting. When I've I've done several or many webinars on suicide prevention and mental health awareness. And in one of them, and this, a lot of the answers come in the chat room. So people will share, they'll write their answer without their uh-huh. name. One woman, one person wrote, and I remember this story so well, that there was someone in the company that was ready uh, in the hallway to actually go down the stairs and kill themselves. And the manager was, was very smug, got, got at the bottom of the ledge and started talking to the person and saying, you know, we really value you. Your family really needs you. We're really here for you. And and stop that from happening. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's just, I, I'm always amazed at the people that leave children. You know, I mean, that to me, that was always one of the, I mean, all of us go through emotional roller coasters, but, you know, I could never see my kids growing up without a mom, you know. It's like at the worst case, what could be so bad? And I know? think that's what that's what stops most of us is to say, yes. I wouldn't do that to my children. Yes. The ones that are left with it. Exactly. No matter what mess you were in, they're going to inherit it, you know, most likely. Yeah. So going back to what we were saying, we got a couple minutes before break. The stress management tools you really think, and we've talked about exercise, certainly, and also to diet and nutrition. Now, I know people might say, yes, but you're in the fast food business, so that means all hamburgers and cheeseburgers. But that's not what you're saying, and you've talked about this on other shows. Right. Doing things in moderation and that your ingredients have really changed over the years in the way that you're making um, your pies and desserts. Yes. I mean, there's been a big movement. You and I have talked about this before, but the movement has been to fresher ingredients, less preservatives, less sodium, less corn syrup, more real sugar um, and fresh, you know, fresher frozen fruits. And so that's what we've prided ourselves on the last 10 years. We've done all kinds of, you know, label, label reformulations. And, and today our products, yeah, we've gone from maybe 15 or 20 ingredients down to, you know, 10 or 9. So it it can be done. I think where what happened was in the, you know, 30s and 40s after the war that the food scientist community uh, came together and there was a lot of education around how do we preserve things for a really long time and things were going on a shelf and boxes of cereal and you know, things were coming in that had to last months and months and months. And um, we got off on a real bad, we got off on a bad footing with processed foods and being over processed. Yeah. 
And so that's one of the places that we've been able to really reduce that and, and get away from some of those, those kinds of, those kinds of things. And get more into the healthy, the healthy. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to finish out our program with Paula A. Marshall, who's the CEO of Bama Industries Companies. They make fast food desserts and, and, and pizza dough for Pizza Hut and Walmart. And McDonald's is one of their biggest clients. And so if you have an apple dessert at McDonald's, you might think, too, I know who made this. Paula's <laughs> All right, folks, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. The Feng Shui way to peace, balance, and abundance with Catherine Dean is about bringing the benefits of Feng Shui to the forefront, allowing everyone with an interest to learn and understand how its principles can work in one's day to day life. We'll demystify Feng Shui, show its many applications, and allow the listener to understand how and why it is so useful. The goal is to educate, entertain, and spread the word about using Feng Shui Way to bring about peace, balance, and abundance to one's life. The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. Because everyone can make money in real estate. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We're back. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Paula A. Marshall. She is the CEO and chairman of Bama Companies, and she provides strategic leadership and direction to the entire organization. 
Her vision stands as a beacon for Bama team members, inspiring the organization to achieve the Bama mission, people helping people be successful. And she took helm of the company in 1984. It's in the family business. Um, as she said before, it'll be 100 years old in 2027. And now it's Bama, not just in this country, but in other countries as well. And many of their clients are um, fast food chains such as McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut. But they started out with just apple pies. And now they're doing many other kinds of desserts and, um, and baked goods as well. And she's the author of several books, one of them being Finding the Soul of Big Business and the other one, The Executive Entrepreneur and several others. So welcome back, Paula. Thank you. All right. So what I'd love to do in this last segment is have you share maybe something around this holiday for you that means so much. I know you celebrate Christmas and New Year's in a very big way. I know Mm -hmm. you decorate. And what, what really means so much to you at this time of year? Well, I think it's the, I you know, feel like um, it's the gratitude that I have um, for the life I have and the family I have and all the team members and the customers and all of our suppliers and and just being in a great city that is safe and, and uh, you know, that we have uh, opportunity to help and give back and through our different charities and volunteer organizations like food on the move and all kinds of different things that we're involved in. Patricia, as you know, it's rather lengthy from the Boy Scouts to, uh, you know, to every charity in town imaginable family and children's centers and, and the hospitals and everything. So, you know, just being able to be part of, of a community that, that believes in uh, philanthropy and giving and Tulsa's one of those great cities that really believes in philanthropic work and it really helps my organization it helps us in Bama to bring those organizations into our our place and be able to have people here sign up to go out to volunteer to do all kinds of things, you know, from Meals on Wheels to the Homeless Day Center to going out to the food home and, and you know, growing uh, leafy vegetables and bringing them back on Tuesday nights and events and giving them away. And I mean, it's just it's just so gratifying to, to see that. And it just gets amplified, I think, during the holidays. Because we're giving, we often make a point of giving at the holidays. Yes. Organizations. I think people are in a giving spirit. Yes. Yeah. And so that, that really makes a difference. Yeah. Any special, um, like special story you want to share about the holidays with your family or your company that has really touched your heart? Well, like I was telling you, going around to our facilities uh, and just meeting our team members and, and, doing our success sharing like we do at this time of year. Uh, We're in all facilities at all shifts. Um, We see every single team member. We hear from all of them. They're all so grateful. But just hearing about some of the things that they're dealing with, with, you know, nine children or, uh, you know, they lost their home in a fire uh, and then all the things where they've lost a loved one or a parent uh, or they themselves have contracted uh, some health problem and uh, and they see Bama as a key ingredient for them to 
uh, get the help that they need. Like a family. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we want to hear all the stories. We love hearing all the stories. But and it's, go out personally and listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. We're on all shifts at all facilities, all times of the day and night. This is our time to go out and serve dinner and, you know. Well, see. You know, I mean, I've, I've told this story several times on my show, but I, I just, I have to keep repeating it. Because when <laughs> I came to Tulsa and I came to your office and I said to Matt, you know, the executive assistant, I said, I want to see Paulo's office. And he said, great. He said, it's over there. And I said, and I looked around, I see this beautiful room. And I said, where is it? And he said, there it is. Well, the reason I didn't know it was an office is because it looked like this gorgeous living room with beautiful couches, a computer, the desk in the background, like a round table. And, and I thought, that's Paula. Because you want people to feel as though they're part of a team, not like you were sitting at the head of the table. It was was really very special, I have to say. I mean, you know, when you have that ability that you know you can sign the checks, you can fire someone. I mean, I tell this to all of our supervisors. We do annual boot camps. Uh, My general manager, Tennille, and I, we we teach annually boot camps with all of our supervisors. And, you know, I always tell them, you know, you have the last word. You will always have the last word. You know, you're the you're the boss of your area. But, you know, how much time does it take to take that one little minute to lend an ear or to listen to what's going on in someone's life and why they haven't been able to get to work on time and and give them another chance? And you know, how 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 many times that makes a huge difference for someone that they got another chance because their supervisor understood what they were going through. Always easy to pull that cord and get rid of somebody. That's the easiest thing we do as supervisors, managers, leaders. Removing people from the organization is not a big deal. It's not. It's keeping the big deal is keeping them. It's thick and thin. It's a relationship. Yes. It's working through all that. Yes. And I just wish many more business owners saw it as a relationship. The successful ones do. Yes. Closing thoughts, would you like to leave our listeners with at the holidays? At the holidays, I will tell you, um, I had some research I was looking at the other day, and it said that more people today than ever before being tracked in this particular company that tracks workplace issues, um, more people are disgruntled and um, not happy in their jobs. And if there was one thing I could pray for and wish for that, that, you know, we would begin to see how, how that is not fostering a great America. It's not fostering great states or great, counties or or even neighborhoods um you gotta really want your people to like what they do Mm -hmm. it's kind of just a fundamental business philosophy that should permeate for all of us because it drives quality it drives costs it drives customer service it drives care drives everything Mm -hmm. it drives your financial results and If we could just change that one thing, I would be so happy. Thank you, Paula. And happy holidays to you. And thank thank you you for always such a wonderful, inspirational interview. Thank you.
Paula Thank Marshall. Thank you. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, if you're thinking about getting your positive message out, which we do every week, I would love to help you. I help people create their own podcast programs. Um, either I host them or you host them, but you get your message out in a very deep and meaningful way. Contact me, patriciaraskin.com, patricia at patriciaraskin.com, and you can sign up for my newsletter as well. And I'm on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.